Welcome back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flowscape Podcast. I am Sawyer Stinchfield, and with me today is Spencer Brown, as always. Now, we'll address it right off the start. A lot of you have been asking the question, where is the monotone man, Chris Mason himself? Listen, he doesn't when exist. We tell, when we tell you he works at Disney, this is not a lie. He works at Disney, and they are... If you don't know anything about Disney, they're in a hard, hard civil war battle with Ron DeSantis right now. So he's working long hours. Um, I also, Spencer, have it on good authority that he has officially submitted an application to not become, but to try out to become Darth Vader. At, oh, my God. At, at, and listen, people, I'm, I'm telling you right now. If for whatever reason Mason were to get the job of Darth Vader at Disney World, this podcast could make five million dollars tomorrow, and we still wouldn't see him. Yep, no, that'll it's, be the end. That's that's his lifelong dream. I thought it'd be maybe being a stormtrooper might be his thing, but to walk around silently and just go like this to everybody, I think he'll be much better. So I mentioned the stormtrooper, and that's how that got brought up. And he said, "I may or may have may or may or may not have submitted my application to try out to be the Darth Vader, which again would be his absolute dream." So Mason will be back on. Don't worry, we'll get him back on. The monotone man himself will be back. But that's that's his gig. That's his deal. Um, we have a lot of talk to talk about. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start with the NHL current coaching carousel, and we will get into the game one of the Stanley Cup Finals between the Cats and the Knights last night. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with Calgary. Uh, Brad Tree Living was officially named the general manager of the Calgary Flames. And you want to try that again? I think... What? You want to try that again? Because <laughs> he definitely didn't get hired by the Calgary Flames. <laughs> Wait. He got hired by Toronto. Oh, t- Toronto. I was thinking. <laughs> he got oh, God. fired by Calgary. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is okay. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Um, he was fired by Calgary, hired by Toronto. I had, listen, the Toronto thing was throwing me off because my Dubis notes are right under tree living. And so it got. <laughs> Even I had, got I had a brain up. fart for a second, too. I was like, I swear, that's not where he went. And I was like, no, no, no. Stinch is dumb. No, no. Yeah, Stinch is definitely no, dumb. I am, I, no, I've, uh, no. Dumb. Um, yes. Yes. So, he yes. Fired. He was hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs by Shannon. Yes. Fired by Calgary. The, also, the other reason I got mixed up was because underneath Brad Tree Living Notes, I had head coach Calgary TBD. So, I, I he was fired. They don't have, yeah. So <laughs> that's where we are with that. Hot start. Um, Stinch is off to a hot start today. You know what, Spencer? Why don't you just go ahead and take this? Go ahead. You you just take this take. So I mean, I think I don't understand how Keith is still employed. Like I think that has to be his first move when he gets in. I think firing Keith is probably his first job. Finding a goalie and some D, maybe his second job, and then hiring a coach. And then what's the big shakeup that he does? Does he trade Marner? Does he trade Nylander? I don't think – because he, he's even come out and said this isn't about the core four, which means one of them is going. I think if any of them go, it would be Nylander. But like we have talked about before, I don't think he's the problem. I think he's just a scapegoat because of the money that they're paying Matthews and Marner. 
Um, that's that's what I that's what I would say. Now to clarify, this is Toronto, correct? Yes, this is Toronto. Okay. I'm okay. talking Brad, about. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Brad Tree Living fired from Calgary, hired in Toronto. Um, I would assume it'd be Nylander. Now, to be honest, though, it wouldn't totally shock me if it was Marner. I think they need to move Marner just based on his money. I think Nylander's the one that's going to want out. I think he's caught way just an undeserving amount of heat in that city for for no reason when he has shown up time and time again and put pucks in the net, which that's all he really needs to do. They're not asking much from him, but he just, I don't know, he gets a lot of heat. I feel like Nylander would do good with a change of scenery, um, definitely, which is why I think And he's not that... even doing bad, but yeah, no, I would agree. I think he would flourish in a new scene, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it seems like one of those two have to get moved out, though. I, yeah, you're you're correct, and and I I'm also surprised that Keith isn't has not been fired yet. Um, they may just be kind of weighing all their options uh, um, as far as that's concerned. Um, but I think yeah, you've got to start with getting him out of there because that team did not respond to him. Um, I have said from the get go, I did not like that hire. I don't think they've responded to him really. Talent can get you really, really far in the regular season, even if you don't like your coach. Um, it won't get you anywhere in the playoffs, and I think that's been proven since he's been hired. So I 100% agree with that. I, and to your to your next point, like I said, I I think it would be Nylander. I wouldn't be surprised if it would be Marner, but. I feel like Nylander would almost be on board and say, yeah, I'm good with the change of scenery um, because I think he also kind of gets lost in, is he first line there? Is he second line there? He wants to be first line, obviously, because he wants first line money. So he he would be okay with going to a team where his first line spot would pretty much be solidified by him by him getting traded. Yeah, I think, I mean... Just trying to think of like teams where he would probably fit in nice, and I, you know, the Kings come to mind. Even both of those guys, Marner and him. But I think if you move Marner, you at least open up a, a lot of money to bring in what they actually need in a goalie and some D. Whereas Nylander is just moving a media problem, I guess, more than more than a money problem, which is really what's handicapping them. That's why I feel like it might be Marner, but who knows. Yeah. Now that being said, that being said, where does Calgary go from here? Because they're there. I mean, tree living was there for 10 years and he did a very, very good job there. And he was there, like I said, a long time. Where do they go from here being head coach, everything? Um, what are, what are we really looking at with them? I mean, you, you started a GM. I think you hire a new GM. I don't know who comes in and kind of takes that rollover, but I think that's kind of where you start. Um, and someone that I've kind of, I think would be a real kind of left field choice, but I, I actually really liked the name that I heard the other day was Jerome McGinley for a GM in Calgary. Why would he not be? It's like Shane Doan in Arizona. Why would he not right? be involved? I think that would be such a great move for them in so many different ways. And I think you have to bring in a GM before you bring in the coach because I don't think you can bring in the coach and then be like, "Oh, here's your boss, by the way." So I think you have to no, do GMs, it that way. GMs want to bring in their yeah. GMs want to bring in their own so guys. So I, I, I don't. I think 
they've got a good roster. Like, I don't think it's a roster issue for them. I think it was a, a Sutter issue for them where they just, they just hated the man and just, just gave up. So I think they're in a good spot if they can get the right, right people in place. And I think starting maybe with a Jerome McGinless somewhere in that organization, maybe if it's even hiring him as an assistant GM before they bring in the GM, I think he needs to be in the picture. So before we just get into the entire coaching carousel, let's lay out the possible options that are on the table right now. And the, and these are all these, there's quite a few, but these are really from what I know and from what I've read and from what I've heard, these are really the only ones that are being talked about right now for any of the positions that we are going to talk about from here on out from, from Calgary to the New York Rangers some names are obviously Jeff Blashill is was former uh, head coach with the Detroit Red Wings. He's he's uh, with Tampa Bay right now. Mike Vellucci. Did I say? Did I mess up? Red Wings. You said Red Wings. <laughs> that that's like uh, what is it uh, in the office when Andy comes in and he goes he goes um, no more baby talk. no baby talk no more baby he goes I'm sorry Michael nope, see, right and he goes, there, right by there. the <laughs> yeah by the way. Some people don't like your Elvis impression. Who's saying that? And he does the he does the <laughs> uh, former coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, and then Mike Vellucci is an assistant with Pittsburgh. He's been being talked about. Obviously, Travis Green is a is a big name being talked about. Former head coach for the Vancouver Canucks. We have mentioned him before. Jay Leach, the current assistant with Seattle. We've also mentioned him before. Steve Ott, the former assistant with the St. Louis Blues. And we've actually mentioned him before for the head coaching position in Calgary, which when you think about Jerome Ginla and his playing style, a coaching hire like Steve Ott actually makes a whole yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, no, it really does. Um, two more that have, have came up, but we've talked about one was Ryan Worsofsky from San Jose, Mason's guy. Um, the fact, again, that our Disney Mason monotone man has a guy in the NHL is crazy. But anyways, and then a new one that, I just saw today, um, but I'm sure has been thrown around there, is Mitch Love is the Calgary Wranglers AHL head coach. And apparently mm -hmm. he's pretty doing a really, really good job there. And, he, and he's kind of um, innovative and, and that kind of new mind, which would be kind of a seamless transition just to move your AHL coach up, um, especially if you are going to get rid of some pieces um, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of the guys that you're going to be using when you get rid of those pieces are probably AHL guys that you, you want to give a shot. That actually makes a whole lot of sense because those relationships are already built, <clears throat> but those are really the options for any open coaching position we talk about from here on out. That being said, Kyle Dubas, uh, was officially hired, uh, snake by the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's a snake. He's dude. He's a snake. Um, he is their new president of hockey operations. That was, that's. The as fast as that hiring happened was a clear sign that his whole speech about family and wanting to stay that was just a ploy to try to get more money, like he ended up trying to do. What did you like? How do you come out in your press conference and be like, Oh, if it's not here, I'm taking next year off, I'm not doing anything next year, da 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 da. And then, like, a month and a half after you lose your job, you're signing somewhere else. It's just, I mean, it's just bar. It's just, it was just him trying to barter with the gypsies. I mean, that, that was his way. Of, yeah, he's he's a snake. Um, now my question is, he also the GM? So does he have? Is he president and GM? Does he have full control, or are they going to do a tandem like they did with Hextall and? Burke? It feels like it has to be a, a tandem. I feel like they already would have said G, he was both. 
And I think, but wasn't that his problem in Toronto? Was he didn't want a roundtable, and Shanahan wanted a roundtable? But maybe that's going to be his excuse of saying, "Well, I'm not a GM, so I am taking a semi step away." But I think it. I don't know. I think it is going to be a tandem thing, and he's just a snake, I, and nothing he said yeah, is true. He, yeah, I mean, yeah, that whole that whole press conference was a lie. When you when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, I mean, it's not like it took him months. It's not like it's not like he started the season retired and Pittsburgh had to go and like you know make a make a. He didn't even take a vacation. He was literally. It was like a week later. There was reports of like, oh, he's meeting with Sidney Crosby to start talking about things. Like what an asshole. Yeah, and he's already had meetings with Sullivan, and it's like Mike Sullivan on same page with with Dubis on. want to have Pittsburgh be Stanley Cup contenders from the get no no shit uh, no shit they way underperformed this year um that that obviously they you would want them to be Stanley you're not going through a rebuild there um he wouldn't have taken the job if they were going through a rebuild there so they're probably looking to move some pieces and sign some pieces but not nothing really too crazy but I think the moral of that story is yeah Dubas is an absolute snake snake in the grass i don't know how i don't know how he's yeah biz is so mad at him oh there are people in toronto um, trying to figure out where he is right now for sure oh i'm oh i am tony I from am. toronto is absolutely punching the air trying to figure out where he is yeah yeah tony from toronto is driving in his car listening to kiss 90 fm i don't even know if that's a radio station up there but probably is i'm guessing um punching his steering wheel looking for Dubis. But anyways, the rest of of what we have to talk about coaching wise, Washington hired Spencer Carberry, the uh, assistant from Toronto, former AHL coach of the year. Um I kind of called that. I didn't necessarily call Washington, but I called that he was a hot name and and a lot of teams were looking at him for their positions. So he signed in Washington. Nashville officially hired Andrew Burnett, former interim head coach of the Florida Panthers, as as their head coach. Um, the reason I just moved on from Carberry is we don't know too much about him, other than he's a former AHL coach of the year. Some new blood, cool. I'm down with and it. I Let's feel like yeah, he's, he's got. got really low expectations, and his only job right now is to get Ovi the is puck. To get Ovi the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the only yeah, thing he has a, to worry about for yeah. the next couple of years is that we're in Ovi's goal chase. And he's got to build. I don't think anybody on that team cares. I don't think anybody on that team cares. Everybody on the team is fully in on getting Obi that that Easily. record. Um, Na- Nashville, Andrew Burnett. I like it. It's not a rehire. It's he was he was an interim, and he was a hot name, and then he didn't end up getting the full position. Um, so I think that's a really good hire by Nashville. My um, only so young, good. Coach. I think it's a great hire for Nashville. I don't know if it's a great place for Burnett. I don't I don't know if that's really where I like it. It is a weird fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is a weird fit. Hired. That's not where I wanted him to be. I would have rather have seen him in New York or someplace like that where he's kind of coming in in the middle ground and not in a rebuild because I think he does better at taking a team from – I mean, look at the situation he went in Florida where he already kind of took a team that had come together and he just needed to get them in the right direction. Whereas Nashville's more of in a rebuild and starting over, and him coming into New Are York. Are they though? Yeah, 
they are. I disagree. I kind of disagree with that because they did have they did have some pretty high playoff expectations this year, and they they just kind of fell aren't short. Aren't they in and money? That's why they got they rid of Hines. Like people issue. Like does Joe <laughs> is Johansson resigned there? Is is everybody signed there? Johansson's just overpaid. That's what it is. He's like Sagan. Uh, maybe so. I don't know. It's just yeah, a weird. It's, it's, it's a weird fit, and I would have rather have seen him in New York. And I don't like the rumors I'm hearing in New York. And I would have rather have been in Burnett, and so you know, so on and so forth. We'll get to what you don't like about the rumors in New York in a second, but um, I can tell you one thing: what Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line do not like and did not want to hear was that their new coach is going to be Mike Babcock. They are hitting the ball probably weird, as hard as you can hit it. Fit. If those two didn't get sauced up with each other just out of pure sadness and depression, then I I, I, I would be very surprised. That is so weird, and I cannot – That's it, 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 The thing why? is, it just doesn't make sense to me because he's not that different from Torts. And Laine's already played against Torts and basically disappeared. He was almost but out the, of the league. And, and, and here's the worst part about that is – Line A couldn't handle Torts, and Torts is very upfront and blunt. Whereas Babcock is known to play a lot of head and mental games with with you. I mean, look at look at Mike. Mike Commodore is having PTSD right now just based on hearing that he got hired in the NHL again. Yeah, I just. I mean, it, that guy is I on record as saying this. he almost took down his career. There's a and and was it um who was it was it Holmstrom or. The other guy on the Red Wings, who basically by by the end of his tenure there, they said like he couldn't even come to the rink. He was such a mental mid- like Babcock made him such a mental midget with he did, just couldn't handle yeah. things. Um, so it's I th- and then he completely mishandled his young team in Toronto. Completely mishandled the young team in Toronto. I mean, asking Mitch Marner to rank the players, every single player, including Matthews, on the team based on how hard they work from first to last and then going and telling the players that he did that. How do you go like that's how do you, and then you're going to put him in charge of guys like Goudreau, Liney, Texier, um, uh, Ross, Roslovic, a lot of young guys. This I just uh, don't. And, uh, and we've talked about, you know, we're all for second chances. This is his ninth chance. We, I get it. He's a, he's an intelligent hockey mind. But even after that last issue with Marner and all that stuff with Toronto, what has he done to say, okay, I can coach these these young players again? Nothing. He coached six games. He coached six games at the University of yeah, Toronto. Yeah, and left. What are you talking about? So I just <laughs> what are you what are you talking about? I just don't get this hire. It, I mean, yes, it's not official as of when we're recording this podcast, but all sources are reporting that's what it's. I think it be. is. Is it? I think it is actually. Yeah, I think it I is. I just think that's think such a bad move. Um, it, I I think it is too. And but here's the thing: this is clearly he has one option, and that is to to have Columbus compete, not necessarily next year, but within three years, that team needs to be into the playoffs again, and for him to stick around, they need to be making deep runs in the playoffs because if he gets fired from Columbus, he's not, he's done. Yeah. This is his last NHL coaching job. So unless he wins the Stanley cup or something or something actual, absolutely crazy like that, he may get like a, like a higher some, but other than, other than him winning a cup with Columbus, even if he 
takes them to the playoffs a few years in a row, which he's going to have to do anyways, even to stay relevant. He's still, I don't, I still don't see him getting another job once he gets fired from this. I don't like it. The two coaching uh, hires that are yet to be determined are Anaheim and the New York Rangers. Um, a name that gets brought up for Anaheim that I really, really like, and I don't understand why they just haven't gone and done it is Travis green. I think that is a really good fit for the, that young group because he is a hard ass and he's known to have super, super tough camps. But at the same time, he's also a player's coach during the season, which I feel like would be good for guys like Zegers and Troy Terry and those guys to really kind of have a, 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 a level of fitness testing at the beginning of the year that they've really never seen before to try to push that level of competitiveness. Um, but then he's known to kind of back off and, and be that, that kind of really players coach during the year. So I I'm confused as to why they really haven't made that specific hire yet. Um, but that's the main name being brought up. Who do you think would be a good fit based on that kind of group of names that we talked about earlier? I Like you said, I like green in both of those spots. I think, I think, He's got to be kind of the top coaching choice, in my opinion. With Ott being the second, you like him in you like him in New York. I think he would be a great fit there too. I think they just they didn't have the right mind to make adjustments. I think he's a brilliant hockey coach. I think he knows the game and does a really good job relating to his players. And I think that is a group of players that does need a coach to relate to them. The thing with Gallant and the thing that he doesn't do is he doesn't make adjustments. He's a great players coach. That's what everybody says about him, but then his message gets old because he doesn't do what he needs to do and the adjustments that he needs to make. Where I think Green is the opposite of that and will make those adjustments in that in that setting with whatever roster they're gonna have forward, whether it's, you know, Tarasenko, whether it's Kane, whether it's, you know, Panarin. But I think he would also be great in Anaheim, like you said, with that great young group that's just on the cusp of being this really strong contending playoff team. So I think that's also a good mind that they could use there as well. The name I don't like that I'm hearing in New York is Laviolette. Yeah, go ahead. Get your get your rant out. Get your rant out on who you don't like for New York. Go I, ahead. And it's not that I don't like him in New York. I just I'm tired who, of it. Laviolette. Who? Laviolette. Who? Oh yeah. I'm just I'm over it. I think just like Babcock, we've we've seen these guys in several cities. It just hasn't worked. They're great hockey minds. I don't think anybody's going to argue that, but I just do not think that is the right guy to bring in for that organization. I agree. I've I've been on record the past few episodes as we got into this coaching carousel as saying, I I want some new innovative minds, some some younger blood. Question for you: What happened to Jeremy Colleton? I don't know. Did he just fall off the face of he the must earth? Have. Like I. Because I really don't think he was that bad in Chicago. I think he got dealt a rough hand. And I think being the youngest coach ever to be hired by an NHL team in an original six market, I think he handled it very well. What, like, where where's a guy like him? Like, why are we... These old guys in the old frame of mind, in the whether or not we like the old they're not game, bad they're not, co- they're not bad no coaches means. they've won stanley cups and they've been there it's a but different it's, game, at the same it's a time they player. don't do anything yeah. different they don't do any that's the main thing they don't do anything different it's the same zone entries it's the same power play setups it's the same pk run it's the same it's the same everything with all of these older coaches it's the same systems essentially just little tweaks here and there um, when you look at power plays like Pittsburgh and Tampa and Washington, 
uh, it's all it's like when when those were all in their prime it was like watching the same thing over yeah. and over it was like move the puck over to Ovi or move the puck to the middle to point or move the puck over to sit at, you know what i mean it was just where is the new like run from behind the net you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like where like there's so many things that 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 guys are trying at younger levels in in junior leagues and college ranks and things like that it's like where are those new like montgomery did with boston this year like they played a, a fast way mm-hmm. different yeah, no, than they ever than they ever they really need have. somebody to change it and I, that's just not the guy to bring in so it'll be interesting if they do make that move if they do make go that direction i think there's so many other better coaching minds to bring in for all these organizations and guys we've seen in other places whether or not they're brilliant hockey minds or not maybe you know he just needs to stay on tv I don't disagree, but unfortunately for you and me and our take, I do think they are going to hire Lavalette. I think that is going to be the way that they go. Um, so we'll see. One move um, I do like, I, un- as my hometown boys, we did extend Ron Francis three years. The Seattle Kraken did extend yes, him. Yep, we do need to mention that. Seattle Kraken did extend Ron Francis, which makes a whole lot of sense because everybody thought he was he an, is idiot, not an idiot. He proved everybody wrong. He wasn't even on a five-year plan like we thought. He was on yeah. a two. So it, it's it's he's proven that he deserves an extension. Um, so good for him. Um, I'm not really looking forward to having to play them in the playoffs the next few years, but I am looking forward to beating you in the playoffs for the next few years. So there's the caveat to that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Rangers, though, going back to them, Patrick Kane will mi- most likely miss the start of next season. Um, he is due to have hip surgery. Oh, um, I had so not heard that. They. W- yeah, so they they will start the season without Patrick Kane. Um, he it will be going under the knife. Well, that, that explains many times, why he was a little quiet. But here's the here's the thing though. What was wrong with Backstrom? His what? Mm-hmm. His hips. Like where? What kind of surgery is it? Where is it? Is it in an, like? Is it a? Are they scoping something? Are like what are they doing? Because. We see time and time again, there's three things that go with hockey players. Four things, technically. Your back, your hips, your knees, and your ankles. I mean, that's that's the four things that that, yeah. that end up going. Guys rupture Achilles, guys tear ACLs, uh, guys get hip scopes, guys you know get back fusions, neck fusions. Um, those are the injuries that we as hockey players are, are constantly look at and, and deal with. So what does that mean for his career? Um, and is it going to be a surgery that like Eichel's where it enhances his career and prolongs it? Or is it going to be a surgery like guys like Kessler and that couldn't stay out um, from being under the knife and it ended up taking their career? And like we seeing with Backstrom, he's not the same player he was anymore. So that's that's kind of what we're looking at with Patrick Kane, depending on what it is. Obviously, with the NHLPA, we know nothing. We know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, no, I I didn't know he was having surgery, but yeah, hopefully it's just something a little minor and he can just bounce back. That's a bummer. What also is a bummer is we were hoping the Cats would sweep the Vegas Golden Knights, and they did not. They lost game one. I it was very even. I thought though, I thought it was real. It was a good game. No, I mean, absolutely. Four, I think it's gonna be a really four, good series. Great I think game. It's gonna be super great game. Physical. There's gonna be so much piss and vinegar just watching. I can. And I'm just gonna get right into it. Oh, oh, piss and piss and vinegar kettle chips. Yeah, kettle chips. Uh, just uh, unlimited 
as ma- as many as you can eat. That's it for the series. 100%. I have a twofold statement of I love that it. I think it's good for the series that it started in Vegas. However, I just hate Vegas. I hate everything about them. I hate Vegas. I hate. I, I hate, hate that they get so much praise for this pregame show that they literally haven't changed in six years. It. Did I get to talk about the guy from the game? No. Have we been on since so. then? Oh my god! This is why I hate Vegas. Their fans. I. 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 I so uh, we're standing outside the Stars game for for game five, and um, yeah, game five. No, game five. No, game four. Game four. We're standing out for game four because yeah. they couldn't because they had to win to not get swept. So we're standing out there having a drink at the Jack Daniels Club, and a bunch of Vegas fans walk by make some broom sweep comments. And of course me and my buddy said, so they, one of them stopped in a friendly way. Um, but a, he was in the third Vegas Jersey with like the, like the Vegas, the ugly red, the ugly red mm-hmm. one. And he was wearing cargo shorts and had like reef flip flops on. And the first thing he, the first thing he says is our offense Something about the offense, and I know what I'm talking about. I'm from Flint. And I wanted to be like, I don't give a fuck where you're from. What is Flint, Michigan? Jackie Moon's from fucking Flint. Who gives and a who shit? Who tells like, people they're from was, Flint? Yeah, and, and who uses that don't as like a, a, like, water, a pal. like a like Like to add on your your hockey resume that you know what you're talking yeah. about because you're from Flint, Michigan. So it just... It just it, the whole get up, the flip flops, the cargo shorts, the third jersey, and the Flint comment just really put a bad taste of Vegas fans in my mouth. So I just I just don't like them. Um, but that being said, they have a very very good team, and they did look good last night. They the rest is not good. Yeah, I mean, Kachuk came on in, on TNT and he was like, "Oh yeah, nobody worried. I don't think there's a guy we're worried about the rest." But it just shows that what was it? The rest Nine is not days good or something. That is that is it's crazy. Way too long, regardless of whether or not you need guys to heal, sleep, rest, do whatever. That's just too long. You you lose your groove. What's also crazy is the amount of teams over the last eight seasons who, when you look at the statistic of the, um, the amount of rest, there are several teams who had seven days plus of rest, lost game one, lost the series. So, but it's a similar statistic to where, like, at the the Kings are one of the only teams to come back down like zero and three. There was one team in there that had the rest, lost game one, but won the series. I, I can't think off the top of my head um, for whatever reason. Can't find those in my notes. Um, but um, Spit and Chicklets talked about it. But there, there, are a, a lot of most of the teams over the last eight seasons that have had that rest have gone in to lose game one, and then also gone in to lose the series, which I hope to God is not the case here. Because I, I no, I won't I, do it. I don't want to watch Vegas skate I around with a cup. It. I really don't want to do uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I don't do it. I, I mean, I was watching. The, I watched a little bit of the game last night. I did kind of miss the end when Vegas kind of pulled away. But I think it's what it's going to come down to is is Bennett, Kachuk, and Ryan Hart. I think those three guys is what the series hinges on. If Vegas can shut those guys down, they win the series. If those guys wake up and play their game, I don't think there is absolutely any way Florida can be stopped. Now that you mentioned that, Reinhardt did look a little slow last night. I think Bennett was playing his game, but I think he was almost playing his game too much. I think he needed to try to provide a little bit more offense. Um, Duclair was buzzing. He just, for whatever reason, the puck was just bouncing off his stick like crazy. Um, he did have... Okay, do you remember the play Duclair made where 
he like stopped in front of the net, had his back to the goalie and had all he had to do is like turn and shoot it. And then he tried to make like a little chintzy backdoor play. Yeah. Do you remember? It's like, man, they, I, they, I think Florida got tried to get too cute. And I think they just need to go back to being Florida for Hagee seemed a little kind of finding his, his wheels. Now, a lot of these guys, it's their first uh, Stanley Cup final. So there's there's some nerves involved in there. Uh, Vegas is a very veteran team. Those a lot of that team has been there before. Petrangelo's been there, done that. Marshall's been there, done that. Carlson, um, uh, Chandler Stevenson won the won the cup with uh, the Capitals. So they have a very experienced team, and you could tell Florida was a little bit jumpy. Vegas was not, and that kind yeah. of ended up being the, the deciding. I think they'll settle in. I think, I think Florida will kind of find it. I think they pick up probably game two. They go back split and kind of figure it out from there. But it's just, I think it'll be, I, I think it, I don't want it to go seven games. I wish Vegas just could have lost five games and we'll just, you know, be done with it. Even though, you know, you can only lose four. I'd still rather them see lose five, but yeah, I like how we go from, we want to sweep now that they've won one. We just want them to lose in five and then they're going to win another one. It's like, okay, I hope they just lose in six. And then, We'll see where it will But they're see just so deep. Yeah, Both just, teams uh, have at least 15. Like, I think if I saw a stat like 15 guys on each team each have a goal in these playoffs. Like, that's an absurd stat for your team to be that deep. Yeah. Like, so, and both top lines playing like top lines. Both goalies are kicking. Aiden Hill's save last night was absurd. Sergey Bobrovsky does look like the $10 million man. So it's from a, you know. Bob, Bobo yeah, looked good. Bobo was not. Bobo looked good. I don't think really those goals were. I, I, I mean, the one Stone scored, he just put a good shot. I mean, that was just he just yeah. sniped him. I mean, it's not a whole lot you can do on that. Now, here's here's my X factor, is Barkoff. If if Barkoff plays like McDavid and plays like Drysital and takes over the series like he can and f- freaking scores goals like he does, going fake between the legs, backhand toe pulley, it, it, that's the deciding factor. If Barkov is going to not be noticeable and just be kind of a facilitator and not really try to take over games, then I, I don't see it going Florida's way, and I see it being a very long series for them. But if Barkov really takes the charge, then I, I see Florida really kind of flipping the script pretty quickly because, because again, he was one last night that looked slow. He wasn't really involved in the play a whole lot, um, so if they need to get, they need him to get going. They ha- and not to mention he's their captain, so your captain has to get going. Just like Ben can't take that penalty and get suspended, he's got to get going, and he's got to be a, a a step above his entire team, including Kachuk yeah. and Bennett. And I think I think Kachuk and Bennett just got to start being the rest that they are because they got to get Vegas to start getting some penalties because Vegas has the second worst penalty kill in the out of any of the teams in the playoffs right now. So if they can get him in the box, they're going to put the puck in the net. So that's going to be one of the things they got to start doing because Aiden Hill, regardless of what horseshoe he has up his ass last night to get that paddle save, I think he's 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 not the better goalie in this series. So they they just got to no, keep putting pucks he, up the net. He wasn't he wasn't the better goalie in the Dallas series, and he's not the better goalie yeah. in this series. It's 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 really that's he's big. He's a big fucker is what he is. He's a big curly headed fuck and he is r- really tall and he's really wide and that gives a lot of teams problems. Here's the other thing. He's fresh. He didn't play a lot of games this year. Yeah. He didn't play as many games as Ottinger did. He didn't play as many games as Bobrovsky did and he's also hot. 
So he's fresh and he's hot. So those are two kind of things that when you run into a goalie, that can give you problems. It doesn't matter how many games they've played, whether you think they're a true number one goalie in the league or whether you think they're a glorified backup. If they're fresh and they're hot, you never know what can happen. So they're gonna Florida is going to have to find a way to get him off his game and push through. And I don't think Aiden Hill needs to get into the shit like he got into. No, I think I think that's the actually what he Kachuk, needs to that's, stay out of. That's that's Florida's mm-hmm. game. He does not. He needs to stay out of that. He needs to stay away from that because what he does is he drags his players yep. into that. And that's not there. That's I. That's not Eichel's game. No, that's not what he wants to be like, doing. Like 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 Kachuk had Haig by one jersey and he had Eichel by the other jersey, and both Haig and Eichel just could not let it go and we're both trying to go after him and Kachuk's chewing on his mouth guard, smiling <laughs> at both of them, doing what he does. You, it's That's not your game. E- even for guys like Haig, it's like, like you guys need to stay out of it if you want to win the cup and I don't want you to. So get into it. Get in, get into it all. Get into they all also need the to shit. stop poking the, the bear that is Gudis because that man, you just don't want to piss that guy off. That guy scares me. No, that guy will, will screen your goalie in overtime, score, and then celebrate in his face and Tell him oh to eat God. shit like you did, like you did the series before. So the, that's Vegas. If they want to stay on the path that they're on, because here's the thing: you're already going to have a pissed off Florida next series. Yeah, they're 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 they are going to come out flying next, next series game. because now they've got that game under their belt. Next, no, sorry, next game. Now they've got that game under their belt and their legs are back and they know what it feels like. Now they know what the crowd is like. Now they know all the medieval times bullshit shenanigans they do before the game, which is to your point is the same has been the same thing year they literally, in year it's out. nothing it's different. I don't understand why they don't incorporate the other team's mascot in any of it. It's just some dark knight comes out, they do some sword fight, sword g- guy dies, he goes off the ice and it's done. I don't nothing changes. Why why would you not have your yeah, why would you not have your knight? Like why would you maybe PETA, but why would you not have like a giant like mystical like not necessarily like like panther but like something that you would see from like medieval times like a saber-toothed tiger come out and have your knife like your knight fight that to the death now screw pita just get the you know get the tigers from the tiger show yeah throw some black paint yeah carol you know they go rawr (laughs) (laughs) i i don't yeah i don't know why they don't change it up but it's the same it's the same now i've i've heard it's cool but I that mean, I, I will I, say that stadium last night was absolutely electric, and that's why it was really cool that it did start in Vegas. They were absolutely buzzing in that place, but the pregame show is just way overhyped, in my opinion, because it doesn't change. I will give them one bit, one bit. A, okay, this is maybe me being a Dallas Stars fan, but the yelling, the the stuff during the anthem, I feel like that should only be for the stars. Nah, um, listen to the song. Nobody says anything. I, but, or or that. Or that. Um, but Florida doing it when they – Florida and the Red Wings do it when they say the word red, which is just dumb because that's just colors. And then the night and the night thing, it's two different nights. One is the night and one is a night with a K. So that's just dumb anyways. But anyways, the <laughs> – Stitch can't do math. Florida knows. <laughs> yeah, Florida knows what they're dealing. Florida knows what they're dealing with now. Is my my whole point to all of this? They they know what they're going to deal with during the anthem. They know what they're going to deal with with the crowd. They know what they're going to deal with. Oh, the bits. The one bit I will give them is um, the shame when they get great. a penalty. The shame. So great. Shame. I do shame. love that. That is fantastic. And here's here's what I said. Any 
Game of Thrones bit that they want to do, it's all theirs. All, all theirs. Yeah. I mean, that makes any any King Arthur, any Game of Thrones, any um, Robin Hood, you know, Men in Tights, you yeah. know, what, any bit they want to do from any of those, that is all that that is their realm. No pun intended. Um, but anything else is just dumb in my opinion. But my last question for the team: Florida knows. Would you or would you not touch the trophy? Because they both did. They did it differently. <sighs> Florida touched it. Vegas did. I mean, I know who and. But here's the thing: Tampa touched it, and the Stars didn't in the bubble. And Tampa, Tampa so didn't I don't touch really... it the year they got swept or. Didn't touch exactly. the year before and lost. No. I don't know. There was something weird about they didn't touch it. Then they touched it. Yeah. So the stars didn't touch Would it. Would you touch it? Tampa did. Would you touch it? No. You wouldn't touch it. No. 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 So you're you're in the I'm Vegas not. camp of saying this isn't our goal. We don't want it. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't want it. I mean, it's it is an accomplishment to win to win your your conference. Um. And to go to the Stanley Cup final, uh, but again, at the end of the day, if you lose that Stanley Cup final, it becomes a participation yeah. trophy. So, it's like, are you going to post the picture of you skating around, lifting the Western Conference trophy above your head? See, that's where I draw the line. While, I, I while, touch it. While at while at this while at the same time. Mm-hmm. The guys who won the cup are posting the same picture, but with the state, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not touching it and I'm not skating. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm taking a picture with it, like next to it. And I'm pointing at it like this, is my bro, but I'm not doing anything. See, I think that. I touch it, take a picture with it, and then just take it to the locker room, be done with it. Just, you know, pick it up off the table and be done with it. Actually, no, no, no. I take that back. I'd kiss it. No touchy, but I'd kiss. I'd like lean in and give it like a little, like a little peck, and then I'd, I'd then I'd bounce. I would kiss oh, it. Oh yeah, and you lose the cup. That's definitely a faux pas. You can't kiss the thing. You only kiss no, the I, cup. Yeah, I put my no, I put my hands behind my back and I just mm, get a little. No, just a, get a little no, peck. You're cursed. Get a little peck. I you're make cursed. out with a cup. I make out with you're a cup. You're cursed. I I peck the I peck the conference final trophy. Who do you got? Do you still I still have got Florida. Florida. I got Florida and seven. Florida and seven. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick a game. That's it's fucking stupid. I'll, I still want Florida to win. I think Florida's still gonna win. So I hope when it's all said and done, whether it's game five, six, or seven, it is the Cats holding the trophy, or as Brooks Kepka would say, the peas. He's still the only one I've ever heard call them the peas. <laughs> God, I didn't. Let's just keep the um, snow out of Florida for a little bit, and maybe, uh, maybe we can. Maybe they'll get back on track, but Brooks Kepka needs to stay yeah. away from the slopes of Florida. <laughs> oh man, he's a goon. He's a goon. Uh, but deep down, I do love him. So go peas, go peas. Uh, that is where we will end it today. If you have not listened to the last episode, incredible with our incredible, yeah, with our our interview with Blade Tech CEO Anthony Mora was fantastic. It's an amazing guy. Super interesting. We got the whole background, the whole scoop on him, his life, how Blade Tech was started, where it's at, what's the point, what are they doing, and and what are they doing for hockey players. It's a, a fantastic interview. So if you have not listened to that, 
Uh, it is available everywhere. Spotify, Apple, um, full video is on YouTube. So please go and check that out. If you have not, it was a fantastic interview that we cannot thank Anthony and Blatech uh, enough for. Um, and we will get him back on um, as I will be skating on Blatech blades uh, whenever I go play in Israel in a few weeks. So we will get him back on uh, for some more content and, and interviews and things like that. So go check that out if you haven't. But anyways, that is the Flow Skate Podcast. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. We will catch you next time.